0: Everybody needs a note card. Oh, we've got one over here too. Even your, your teenagers, young adults, all that stuff. I don't know. You guys use your discernment as the parents if, uh, if you think they're old enough to, to need a note card. And I know, how do you know if they need a note card? I haven't told you what we're going to do with the note card yet. But that's okay. That's okay. The parent's discernment doesn't need to know yet what we're going to do with the note card. They just know whether or not their kids can have a note card. Ooh, nice. Michael went and cut a uh, man, just a new look, man. I Caught me off guard there for a second, brother. Looking sharp. Ooh, sharp-dressed man. Am I allowed to say that? Yes. All right. Shabbat Shalom. So tomorrow starts 28 days. 28 days of prayer, fasting, walking as a community. Now, why 28 days? I actually don't know why 28 days. I don't know why that number was there. Um, You know, we've we've been talking since December, the leadership of the church and my wife and I... um, the Lord really impressed upon us, not only as a church, but in our own personal walk. See, I have been in leadership in churches in, in the Messianic Christian movement for 2007, I think. Um, and yet in the last 30 to 45 days, the Lord has been taking myself, my family through just a completely different journey of a relationship with the Lord. And I'm not going to say I didn't have a relationship with the Lord because I, I don't think that's that's true, but there's just a, a a depth of cleansing that's happening. Again, won't say I'm clean, but cleansing that's happening. The Bible says, "For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God." It doesn't say that I have not sinned, but you all have sinned and fallen short. No, we all sin, we all fall short. But God's been doing something in our heart, in this church, in this series of time. I actually have Wi-Fi and my iPad is ringing during my sermon, so probably should have put it on airplane mode, but you would think I did technology for a living back in the day. 28 days. Why 28 days? I don't know. But I don't need to know. God knows. 28 days for us to fast daily now some of you can say you know you want me to fast for 28 days straight yes yes I do but there's one really important thing that I believe in these 28 days and that is is that we're all supposed to do it together see back in December when when the Lord had told me hey we need to have a corporate fast we need to have a corporate time to come together in unity I immediately went to my logistics brain and I said we need a facility We need a facility that we can meet multiple times a week. This is how we're going to grow together as a body. This is how we're going to walk through repentance. This is how we're going to walk through uh, the deliverance of the season we're in. This is how we're going to come together. And that was in December. And so in January, everybody's throwing churches and we're meeting with timber creek and we're meeting all here and we're like oh we got to find a facility we got to find a facility and literally every single door has been closed except for the place we already are and so i went before the lord and i was ticked because that's that's one of my biggest issues is that i thought i had an answer and it didn't come true and i said lord what are we supposed to do I know for a fact you called us to a fast you called us to a time to grow together as a body i know you did this why haven't you opened the door and it wasn't audible it wasn't like but it was in my head immediately and it was par for the course i told you to fast you're the one who told me you needed a building And i was like oh yeah okay And it it was true. The Lord led me that we need fasting, we need more prayer, we need an organized growth of the community, intensive, a boot camp, if you will. And my logistics brain immediately said, oh, well, the only way to do that is if we have a building where we can meet once a week or we can meet more times together and we can do that. But the Lord never told me he was going to give us a building. The Lord never told me that we were going to have a place. The Lord never even told me that we were going to meet on a Monday or Tuesday. He said, fast, pray, go through these things, come together as a congregation. And so immediately it was like, okay, Lord, I'm already doing what I do, which is mess up what you do, which is be perfect. At least I'm consistent. And so I don't want to be a consistent failure anymore. When God tells me to do something, or God leads me to do something, I want to be obedient. I want to walk in that obedience. And so I believe strongly in the next 20 days, 28 days, that we all need to be fasting together. And so that could be a fast from social media. That could be a fast from lunch. That could be a fast from, I don't know, golf. Uh, I don't know what you have in your life, But everybody in this room, everybody online has at least one thing that detracts their attention from God. Maybe even borderline, it is close to being near God in your importance list. And for everybody, that's something different. And so whatever that is for you, I'm asking for you to fast. Might be food, might be social media, I'm asking for you to fast. For 28 days why 28 days mark 4:19 says but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life the lure of wealth and the desire for other things so that no fruit is produced the worries of this life crowd out our ability to get into god and so we're going to step out as a body and say, whatever that is that's distracting us, that's distracting us from the Lord in our life, we're going to remove it. We're going to take the worry away, and we're going to focus on allowing the Lord to make that no longer be a worry in our life moving forward. We're going to replace it with God. Whatever it is that hinders you, whatever it is that hinders you, guys, if you say it's from your wife, we need to talk afterwards. Whoever laughed, I know we got problems. See, it was a test. Everything in life is a test, right? See, these next 28 days encompass Pesach. They encompass unleavened bread. And they conclude on the night before first fruits. Since 2007, I've asked this question. I know Ephraim and I have talked about this a lot why when you leave other denominations of christianity do we not put an emphasis on the resurrection why it's one of the most revolutionary events that takes place if jesus does not come out of that grave if that doesn't happen we are just like the original israelites still with a Moses or or a David or whatever. And many people in our corner of Christianity, they still are looking at Moses. They're looking at David. They're looking at Joshua. They're looking at those people. And they're saying, this is my follower. I am their follower. This is my leader. I want to go that way. We have the greatest Moses ever, the greatest Torah teacher who walked out of that grave. And he willingly did it for each and every one of you. He did it for each and every one of you. And so for Pesach, for unleavened bread, and there's a reason why I'm going through all those, because some of you are saying, oh, I'm just going to give up food or whatever. Well, how are you going to fast from food on Pesach? How are you going to fast from food on Pesach? This isn't just about a daily fast. This isn't just about being routine. This is about searching your heart and your mind and finding something in your life that is blocking the Spirit of God moving in your life. And we all have them. It's the same time frame that the apprentices of Jesus in the first century, they were going through one of the, the like craziest times in their life. See, jesus is getting ready to send them out and they're being sent out and they're like well i'm not sure if i'm capable of doing that and they do what brothers do they fight and they bicker i'm the greatest i'm the greatest you have the best beard you have the best beard no i have the best beard they're doing all of those things and then all of a sudden what jesus said comes true like that he's turned over and he's betrayed by judas like that he's crucified and can you imagine what it would feel like at that time a lot of fear a lot of fear Peter himself denies the Messiah and turns around and just starts preaching straight fire in the book of Acts. That's the kind of transformation that I want to see in my own life. That's the kind of transformation I want to see in each and every one of your lives is those who are doubters, those who believe that God can't do something here, that he radically in 28 days just goes like that and he takes it away. And he will, and he can. But he also calls you to do something. You have to do something. You have to engage with him. You have to seek him. You have to believe in him. You have to walk in faith. I don't want us over these next 28 days to operate in the same fear, the same mixed emotions, the same turmoil that the apprentices of Jesus in the first century went through because we in the 21st century already know the stone was rolled away we already know that he walked and showed himself on the earth and we know that he ascended to the right hand of the father we know that he kept his word again because even when he did that the same helper he said that would fall on them fell on them at the feast of pentecost corporate prayer and worship. Last year, Acts chapter 2 was a massive transitioning point for this church. And we've stayed in Acts chapter 2 off and on kind of as a a, a, a kind of base chapter for this last year of this church. But Acts chapter 2 tells us that as they gathered in one place, the Holy Spirit fell on them and they were in one accord. And then Acts 2, uh, 36 says, Let all the house of Israel, therefore, know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom they crucified. And when they heard that, Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Guys, last week we did our first baptism service. And this was at the forefront. Because we come, most of us come from an environment where the baptisms, the mikvahs, are ritual cleansings. That's why we do it. That's why it's taught. It's taught that way over and over and over and over again. Even my daughter, when I sat down and talked to her, she's like, Well, if I just mess this one up, I can be baptized again. It's like, Baby, we got to have a conversation. That's not how this goes. and then they devoted themselves to the Apostles teaching the breaking of bread the fellowship and the corporate prayers so the next 28 days we're going to be offering a daily prayer point straight from the text of the chapter of Acts our prayer team has gone through each one of the chapters they have prayed over it they've meditated on it they've asked the Lord what is the prayer point for this church for this season in each one of those chapters there'll be a daily prayer point taken directly from the chapter of Acts 28 chapters of acts 28 chapters 28 days one chapter a day daily prayer our worship pastors have gone through spent a lot of time there's all kinds of songs out there there's all kinds of things we can pray for out there but spent time for the last couple of weeks specifically going through the text going through in prayer and meditation lord what is it that you want what is it that happens for this church We have a daily worship song that attaches with the reading the prayer point as cam said we also will have a daily devotional that goes through it i came up here yesterday to try to tape some of them it was bad it was really bad half of my head was cut off on one then i was like okay i can see all the errors i made And so I made the adjustment on the lights and I went up there and moved the camera around and ran back up here and taped like six chapters worth of them and like white, just white right there. And I was like, Lord's teaching me, he's teaching me. What he's teaching me, I haven't learned yet. Other than the fact that uh, I probably should have stuck to podcasts, um, because I can do that on my own, you know, running back and forth with a camera, obviously uh, I'm really bad at that. It's not. The Holy Spirit did not empower me yesterday to film my my devotionals. Let's just put it that way. And so, rather than make it happen, I just let it be. The apostles' teaching. Guys, most of the people in this church right now, and it's not always going to be that way, but most of the people who have been in this church, they've come from years and years and years of annual Torah cycle reading. A lot of you already still do that in your home. We offer that on Wednesdays with Dr. Jones online. There's a reason why they said the apostles teaching here, and it wasn't vanity. It wasn't like they were trying to say, well, read my book. My book is better than Moses' book my book was better than joshua's book like that's not the reason why the apostles teaching is there it's because the greatest torah teacher the one who literally gave the torah god himself the greatest torah teacher was their teacher the greatest torah teacher was their teacher they were the understudies of that and so the way they taught The scripture, the way they encouraged you to repent and be baptized, they had the perfection of God in that scripture. So the book of Acts is where we're going to be. See, the book of Acts provides defenses made both to the Jews, chapter 4, 8 through 12, and to the Gentiles. Sounds like a pretty good balance, right? Not throwing one out, not incorporating the other. It shows how early church leaders cope with worldly influences, deeply held Jewish customs, the Antichrist-like governments, and the Hellenistic society. When was this book written? Hmm. Sounds like it could have been written today, right? All the worldly influences that try to creep into our home try to creep into our family try to creep into our lives the hellenistic society that has creeped into our customs our traditions there's a reason why the passover seder that yeshua did looks different than the passover seder we do today society has found a way to creep into everything we do but that's not new. The entire book of Acts is the formation of that. It's the formation of the early church. It's the formation of the apprentices of Jesus going into the world and establishing structure. Now, it wasn't new. It wasn't new structure. There always was structure. The irony is, is when you look at at the early portions of Acts, when the apostles are out and they're Trying to formulate the church structure. What does this look like? How do we delegate? We have daily tasks. Stephen being one of them who was persecuted. Sorry, Stephen. But there was nothing different there. It wasn't like they made up something new. No, Jethro went to Moses right after the establishment of Israel. He was the one who was called by the Lord to go in, and here comes his father-in-law, and he's like, bro, if you think for one second that this is going to work with you handling it at all, you're fooling yourself. Most like, okay, well, what do I do? And he was like, man, you got to raise up leaders of fives and tens and hundreds and thousands and all of these. And all of a sudden, there became a structure by which Israel could be established. There became a structure by which they could operate as a family. You see, the nation of Israel, the larger family, is made up of smaller families. And all those families are just like the families in this room. Some of you have one child. Some of you have no children. Some of you have a litter. And there's a place for each and every one of them inside the family of God. The next 28 days we're going to be going through one chapter of the book of acts daily if you don't have the church center app you need to get the church center app we're going to do our best to like have it on all the other platforms and all those other things but the church center app is going to have daily the bible plan So we're reading through the book of Acts together. It's going to have the direct links for the hidden YouTube playlist that has the devotional that we're going to do. It's going to have the worship song link that we're gonna be a part of, and it's going to include the daily prayer topic for us to be a part of. And again, church, hear my heart. You can walk through all of those. You can walk through all of those. But if you aren't walking through those with a purpose, then it's rote and routine. The purpose is there's something God wants you to lay down. That thing is what I'm asking for you to fast from. I don't need to know it. This is not some sort of we're going to start fasting and praying about something so that Chris can make more counseling sessions. i got plenty of those right now. I can't even keep up with them. This is about you and your relationship with God. And so as leadership of this church, we want to empower you to go corporately before the Lord and privately before the Lord and ask him to remove whatever that is. There might be something that been, you've been in bondage from for a long time. And yeah, you might not be an active participant in it, but it might still have power over you. And if you, were, if you were sitting in a private room with the Lord, the Lord knows it has power over you. And the Lord doesn't want it to have power over you anymore. Corporately, we're going to come together in one accord. Daily devotional. Hebrews 4 12 tells us for the word of God is living and active it's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of the soul and of the spirit of the joints and of the marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart the adversary allows us to have an escape when we say, hey, man, we, you know, I forgot to pray today. I forgot to be in the Word of God. I forgot to do all those things. When you're not in all those areas, it's not the adversary's fault anymore. It's yours. He might have gotten you off, off kilter for a second, but every day then you had the opportunity to make a decision on whether or not you were going to get ba- back right with the Lord, you were going to get back right with those persons, the gossip, the slander, whatever else is going on. You had the right to choose to get engaged or to disengage And you made that choice. Guys, I've been praying through this personally. These 28 days, I want God to cut me to my core. I want him to surgically remove any of the things that I've been carrying for 41 years in my life. Some of those things he's already delivered me from. Some of them not. Some of them are daily wrestles. Literally daily wrestles, guys. And I know you know that because I know that all of you have something that you wrestle with as well, because the Bible says so. The Bible tells me so. 28 days for us to meditate on the power of the Holy Spirit and then come together on the 29th day. During those 28 days, I want to remind you guys of the the verse the mission verse for us this year and that's Mm -hmm. Ephesians 2 10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them this year as as the Shepherd of this church the senior Shepherd of this church my goal is to get you to understand what you were already given before you were born Each one of you, Ephesians says that you were created in Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach. You were created for good works that God prepared beforehand. This isn't something that, like, all of a sudden is happening. No, you already had it. It was a seed that was planted from the moment of conception by God, not by me, not by your parents, not by anybody else, by God. It's a part of your DNA. 28 days my prayer for each and every one of you is that you are going to figure out what that is and i can help you walk in that that i can help you walk in that whether that's in the marketplace you see a lot of times everybody's like well you know you work in full-time ministry now all you work in full-time ministry if you're really doing it right the power of god lives inside each and every one of you so whether you're fixing a car you're doing an electrical panel whether you're fixing somebody's transmission whether you're building something whether you're hanging lights whether you're a marketing guy whatever it is you do you should be jesus to whoever it is that's around you in 28 days I'm asking for us all to come together to see that power. See, God's power, his Holy Spirit didn't cease. It wasn't like all of a sudden when the apostles died, God was like, all right, I proved my point. Going to go kick back on my throne and wait for that proverbial clock to tick to where I got to send Jesus back. Think of how scary that might be if that's what he did. Left us to our own devices, to our own deficiencies. No. In fact, some of you, you know he's been pressing you and pressing you and pressing you. And you've been running and running and running. I'll get to it tomorrow, God. I'll get to it tomorrow. I'll get. Ah, you know when this happens, when we get a building just one of my deficiencies. I got many, and you guys don't have enough time today for me to confess all of them. That's okay. In my deficiencies, Jesus gets to shine a little bit brighter. And during these 28 days, that's what I'm hoping is gonna happen in each and every one of your life. Because I believe when I look at the scriptures and when when I have, enforced by God in this season of my life to really press into why am I where I am at. And I'm just going to steal Brent's line because it has been kind of just like a an ongoing thing in my head. It's more than regulation, it's about revelation. And so 28 days to push back the regulation of what we're supposed to do and have the lord reveal the entirety of the scripture in our homes our lives our marriages because see church i believe god's getting ready to do something in this community that i have never experienced before and i don't know exactly what that is but i've been feeling it for a while but god's brought each and every one of you to this community because you're a vital part of whatever it is he's about to do This community, this church, isn't about me and my wife. This is about transforming the city of Norman. Transforming the hearts and the minds of the people in this city. It's a call to live radically. Through generosity, through joy, through prayer, through fasting, through worship, through confession. This church played church for six years and I've already repented once from this pulpit that's on me that's on me it's on nobody else that's on me but I'm also stepping out and I'm asking you to step with me to letting the Holy Spirit radically transform your marriage your children this church and then this city because I believe he's about ready to do it. 28 days. Because on the 29th day, we'll celebrate first fruits. See, first fruits on the messianic side of Christianity, it's basically just been non-existent. Most of the larger ministries just kind of gloss over it. There's a teaching or whatever, but. And yet, when you look at all of our brothers and sisters in the other denominations of Christianity, it's like the day of all days. Now, yes, granted, A lot of times it falls together, and they call it Easter, and they bring the bunnies, and they bring all the eggs, and they bring things that have absolutely nothing to do with Jesus into it. But the day is the day of all days where they realize that at the moment that he walked out of that tomb, everything changed. There was power. The devil's days were numbered. Tired of walking in regulation and not seeing the power of God change lives. I've been guilty in leadership of being more worried about the regulation than the revelation. It's dangerous when you act like you're the God, it's dangerous when you teach people that you can become like a God it's dangerous and that was part of it it's not happening anymore 28 days to press in to revelation of the power of god and the move of the holy spirit 28 days for us to come together We're walking into this year's spring feast cycle differently. We're doing it different. We're not throwing out the feasts. And the feasts are the joy of the Lord. But we're not walking them out with regulation. We're walking them out with revelation. We're not going to do church out of the power of my own hands, out of the power of the leadership's own hands and might and knowledge. Knowledge is dangerous without wisdom. And I can tell you right now, I don't know anything except that Jesus is king and that every time I go to him, he answers. Literally ways I don't understand. I'm not going to steal the testimony of some in this church I'm going to allow them to share those over the next couple, next coming weeks, not the couple of weeks. But God has transformed lives in the last 365 days in this church. God has transformed. He's taken everything and he's restored everything. And I know he's going to keep doing it. Isaiah 53:5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. You know how many times I've heard that verse read? The lost verse of Isaiah. The Jews don't want to talk about 53. The chastisement that brought us peace. I've had more peace over the last two weeks. But I had to realize that it's my chastisement is nothing like God nobody's flogging me nobody's picking up stones and throwing stones i'm not running through the city gates like getting like pelted by stones nobody's whipping me with barbs yeah there might be some words thrown But they did that to Jesus too. The chastisement that was upon him should bring us peace in knowing that he is our salvation. And with those actual wounds, real wounds, not just, oh, they say bad stuff about me. No, real wounds. They killed him. They persecuted him. They pierced his side. They beat him to a bloody pulp. Why? Because of me. Because of you. Because of our deficiencies. Our inability to obey his voice. All the way back to one simple thing eat that tree, don't eat that tree. Choice is the same every day. What tree are you going to choose to eat from? The tree of life, Jesus? The Holy Spirit? Or the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Everybody in this room knows what good and evil is. 28 days to eat from the tree of life. So that we can experience life abundantly. 28 days to find our calling. And be presented with an opportunity to walk by the power of the Holy Spirit in that calling. 28 days to be molded together as a body. As a family. With Christ at the center and on the 20th day we will gather for one of the greatest historical events that's ever taken place when god walked out of that tomb and started the doomsday countdown clock on the devil and one of these days i like to think of it this way and i know it's simple But right now, it's where I'm at. And I'm going to confess and be transparent with you. I like to think of, you know, we talk about doomsday and the greater exodus and when the Lord's coming back. Anybody here remember a guy by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin? I know. I I understand. But like, when you look at the scripture and you look at all the things that must happen, You could get worried or you can do what i do i think of jesus coming back like stone cold steve austin coming out of that tunnel walking down taking the can slamming it sliding in and just slamming down the devil that's how i see it and i get excited to know that we live in a day and an age where if the power of God is moving the way it's moving right now, that must mean that the devil is working overtime. And I know he's working overtime because I see what God's doing. I don't want to be a part of the devil's perversion any longer. So as the worship team comes, I'm going to ask you to grab that card. Passover is almost here, and it's when we celebrate the fact that we are a free people. But the truth is, is that there's some sort of bondage that each and every one of us have. There's something we haven't laid down, and there's something we're not free of. And so before we go into this 28-day time as a family to grow and to focus on the Lord, as they... As they play this song I like for you to go before the Lord and be honest with yourself about something you need to lay down something that you still have that means you're not a free people something that you need the Lord to deliver or to take from you now don't worry again I'm not asking for it. I don't want it. I have my own. I've got a lot of note cards. But I'm asking during this song that you would write what that is. Maybe it's one thing. Maybe it's a hundred things. Literally, my list is longer than Santa's. And I don't even believe in Santa. And I'm asking you during this worship song to write that down and to hold on to it hold on to it when the Lord tells you during your time of prayer when he tells you during your time of meditation during the next 28 days when he reminds you of whatever that oppression is you can look at it you can go back to it I don't want you to throw it away but when we come together on the 29th day we're going to be at Lions Park in the center of Norman and I started building an 8 by 8 heavy trolling i'm gonna need your help i'm not strong enough to carry it around i don't even know how jesus was strong enough to carry that stuff around in the process of building an eight by eight cross and on that morning when we gather together we're going to nail whatever that is whatever you got we're going to nail it to that cross in the middle of this city and we're going to recognize and we're going to walk through a physical which has spiritual implications That by the resurrection of your messiah that no longer exists inside you and we're going to leave it there we're going to leave it at the cross and we're going to move forward without whatever that is 28 days to be delivered from whatever that is and i don't want to know it may be something you don't even want your spouse to know But I want you to go before the Lord and ask Him what that is. Because He's already shown it to you. He's shown it to you many times. And if it's still there, it's because you haven't listened. But I want you to bring it with you on first fruits. I want us to nail it to that cross in the center of this city and walk away without it. I can't heal you. I can't set you free. But Jesus can. I can't empower you with the manifestations of gifts like written about in the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit can. So I don't want to see whatever it is that's there. But he wants to remove it from you so that he can put his spirit where that thing exists. God, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for all the trials and all the unknowns and just all the things that are happening. Lord, I just thank you to how awesome you have been to this church. Lord, as we enter into this spring feast time, as we enter into this time of focus on Messiah, Lord, knit us together by your power, your spirit, That Yeshua would be the center, the axis of our families, our marriages, and this church. Lord, that you would bring the things that need to be repented for to us, that we would repent for them, Lord, and you would replace those things with the power of your Spirit. You've been so gracious, Lord. You've been so merciful. May we be a church that says, Neni Adonai, here I am, Lord, send us. And Lord, as we come together as a body, even though we'll be in our own homes and even though we'll be scattered all over the city unify our hearts through your spirit unify our minds unify our prayers knit us together Lord in a way that we have never been heal our hearts heal our lives heal our bodies And teach us to walk in a boldness to impact this city for your son. For we love you, we praise you, we bless you. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, amen and amen.